Episode 48, Genesis 15, verses 7 to 21, The Lord's Covenant with Abraham. The Bible is full of stories about people, places and circumstances. As we read it, we can often get so caught up in the story that we forget about what the purpose of it is and why it was placed in the Bible. In verses 1 to 6 of chapter 15, we discovered once again the very source of righteousness for the people of the world, the imputed righteousness of God, which comes by faith in his promises and what he has and will accomplish for his people. But the law and all of its tedious sacrifices and demands does serve a purpose. God doesn't waste breath or words. Everything he says is for the purpose of revealing the greatness of himself and the marvellous workings of Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to look at a most unusual ritual recorded in the Bible. It's called cutting a covenant, and its significance is not to be taken lightly. Verse 7, God said to Abram, I am the Lord who led you out of Ur of Babylonia. I did this so that I could give you this land to own. In other words, I am the self-existent creator who spoke the universe into being. I heat the day with the sun. I call the stars into brightness at night. I am the Lord Jehovah, the God of power and perfection. After crediting Abraham with righteousness based on his faith alone, the Lord now reminds him of who he is. I am the Lord. The Lord glories in what he has accomplished as both an act of power and of grace. Yes, Abraham got on his donkey with his family and headed out. But it is the Lord who both told him to do so and who ensured he'd make it safely to the promised land. Verse 8. But Abraham said, Lord God, how can I be sure that I will own this land? Abraham is looking for a confirmation of his faith, which has already been expressed in the promise. Asking God for a sign isn't sinful but demanding one is, and there is a difference. God has stated that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit the moment we believe in Christ. We can ask God for a sign if we wish. If he provides it, that is his prerogative, and if not, so be it. Abraham has asked for a sign, and the Lord agreed to give him one. Verse 9, The Lord said to Abraham, Bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old goat, and a three-year-old male sheep. Also bring me a dove and a young pigeon. Abram might have expected a sign from heaven, like speaking in tongues. But God gave him a sign by requesting that he bring what he already had in his possession. A good lesson here is that if you want to speak in tongues, go to language school and learn your Hebrew, Greek, Japanese, Korean, Russian, or whatever and then offer it to the Lord. If you want the assurance of God's favour, then attend to the things which will result in that favour. Only then can you expect to meet with God in and through them. Verse 10. Abram brought them all to God. Then Abram killed the animals and cut each of them into two pieces. He laid each half opposite the other half, but he did not cut the birds in half. Instead of the innocence of youth, found in later animal sacrifices during the temple times in Israel, these animals are fully grown 
and this indicates the mature and accountable decision of the coming sign. This sign will be binding to the point of death, as is evidenced by the animals which Abraham slaughters. Verse 11. Later, large birds flew down to eat the animals, but Abraham chased them away. As we wait on the Lord, the unclean birds of the world, our own impure thoughts and actions, fight against the holy sacrifice. They come down and try to pollute our lives with wrong living and a morally impure lifestyle. But God has shown us that we need to chase these unclean birds away and wait quietly upon the Lord in holiness and purity. Verse 12. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep. While he was asleep, a very terrible darkness came. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers and travel in a land they don't own. The people there will make them slaves, and they will do cruel things to them for 400 years. This 400-year period is speaking of Abram's descendants from the birth of Isaac to the time of the Exodus. Verse 14, But I will punish the nation where they are slaves. Then your descendants will leave that land, taking great wealth with them. Having great possessions often leads to great mistakes. Only when we use our wealth properly is it of any true benefit to ourselves. God's gifts may be a blessing, but we can use them in ways which bring a curse. Verse 15. Abram, you will live to be very old. You will die in peace and will be buried. Abram has been given the promise of a long life and a peaceful death. We'll see that in the end, he will live to be 175 years old and he will go to his grave in peace. Unfortunately for us, we have to wait to see how our end will come about. Because of this, it is right that we live each day as best as we can and spend our time focusing on living for the Lord. Any moment could be our last, and so every moment should be lived that way. Verse 16. After your great-great-grandchildren are born, your people will come to this land again. It will take that long, because the Amorites are not yet evil enough to punish. In this one verse is found the foreknowledge of God, his sovereignty in administering the affairs of nations, his mercy in sparing morally corrupt people until there is no remedy for them, and his justice in exercising judgment. Verse 17. The sun went down and it was very dark. Suddenly a smoking firepot and a blazing torch passed between the halves of the dead animals. Abraham didn't pass through the pieces, only the Lord did. This means the promise is one-sided and unconditional. Abraham isn't bound to anything, but the Lord binds himself to the promise. The significance of the animals being cut in two is that it signifies the penalty for failing to keep the covenant. The smoking oven and the burning torch 
represent the protection of the promise by God. The smoke represents the destruction of those who would afflict the people to whom the promise is made. And the burning torch is the consuming fire which would bring about the destruction. Verse 18. So on that day, the Lord made an agreement with Abram. The Lord said, I will give this land to your descendants. I will give them the land between the river of Egypt and the great river Euphrates. This is the land of the Kenites, Kenesites, Kadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Ten groups of people are listed here. The land they possess now will be given to Abraham's descendants. The covenant is made. It is unconditional and it is absolutely binding. What God has spoken will come to pass. The land is for Abraham and his descendants. Just so you know, God has also entered into a covenant with us. It is through the glory of his only begotten son, Jesus. It is he, like the smoking oven and torch, which passed through the animals, who passes between God and us. Like Abraham, we also have a sign. It is a deposit. It is a guarantee of the good things promised for all believers. It is the sealing of the Holy Spirit. This occurs the moment that we put our faith in Jesus. Jesus took on our sin when he died upon the cross. His blood was shed as his body was cut. Jesus died, Jesus was buried, and Jesus rose from the grave according to the scriptures. The one condition that we have is faith in the good work that he has done. Once we have made that simple confession of faith to God, we are then locked in to an unending, eternal covenant with God, a promise from the word of the Lord. Hallelujah and Amen.